Okay. So in this sense, would you agree that there are certain parts of us that do not change and certain parts that keep evolving all the time or is the entire thing a flux according to you? In my view, our entire thing is a flux. We like to believe that we, that we are unchanging, that we are stable, that we are solid uh, in certain words, but that's not the truth. We are changing, we are changing every day uh, and there is no part of us that remains unchanged. It's not a, it's not a physical or an emotional probability. Oh, so a very interesting uh, entry to the vulnerability part here. Since everything is changing so dynamically, and uh, mm. with change comes fear for sure. There comes doubt. Mm. There comes. Uh, Everything that we stand on keeps being in a shaky place. Uh, has there been a time where you, I don't want to talk about almost everydayness because on an everyday basis, we were talking about this a few minutes back also. There are going to be challenges that mm. we cannot manage. Uh, but on a, on a bigger uh, note, in, in terms of mm. when you look at large chunks of time, has there been a time where you felt very shaky and vulnerable? And uh, what was that like? How did you come out of it? Um, there have been several times in my life when I have felt very shaky and vulnerable. And I think the, the consciousness of that change kind of, you know, uh, is, is difficult to deal with. For example, there was this... Uh, there was this certain health condition that I had in my life, which kind of rendered me physically fairly incapable. I mean, I could walk, talk, do work as in a desk job, but, you know, simple household tasks were a challenge. Simple, you know, child rearing tasks were a challenge. Um, my solution to that was to adopt help you know and i i was i was raised with a very egalitarian outlook i was raised with you know you will not treat servants like servants etc etc so and i didn't want my child to believe that there was a class system in the world so i literally adopted my help so there was this girl who at that point of time i didn't know how young she was and i discovered it much much later how young she was but when she came in, she told me she was 18 and she was five months pregnant. I think it was about two and a half, almost three years later, I discovered that when she came in, she was 12 years and five months pregnant. And when she had her baby, she was 13 years old, you know. Oh and by the time I figured it out, she was 16 years old, you know. And uh, we, I mean, we had started on our path. I mean, we were, we were a makeshift, different kind of family. I was amma to three children by then one was this teenager and her son and my daughter were also kids together growing up together they had schooling together they had classes together um, and I I have typically been a fairly blind to the world kind of person you know and I think there was about a year or two after that when she was in you know attempting her 10th grade exams is when I came face to face with societal judgment on the choice I had made. 
and therefore the family system that I had going. And uh, it was a very scary moment to realize that I, I had put, I mean, it, it was one thing to just put myself into that situation, but I had effectively put four more people into that situation and we were collectively being judged in a really, truly, badly negative way. Uh, it was lucky for me. I was, by the time I figured out and the whole judgment was coming about, I moved cities, she grew up, she moved out of home because she was, she had finished her 12th grade by then and she wanted to move on to an independent life, etc. But the point is that we worked through that and it was a very, it was a harrowing phase. I had anger bouts. She went through actual depression. Rest of the family had huge amounts of stress. We didn't let go of each other, but it was not easy being judged to that extreme level. Okay. Uh, this is uh, this is news to me. Uh, we've been friends for a long time. I did not know uh, this aspect of your life, but I want to bring up uh, a certain question that has never crossed my mind. Since all of you felt vulnerable mm. in different ways during that time, even if the event was one, mm. the reactions and the people yeah. going through it was absolutely varied from each other. <coughs> Do you think sharing vulnerabilities is actually uh, a kind of strength? If you come through it, obviously sometimes uh, relationships break down and stuff like that. Since you guys did not mm -hmm. and managed to reach a point that you, when you broke off, it was at your uh, convenience and your decision that made it happen. So since you mm -hmm. went through it, so would you go back into your mind and of that time and space, uh, in spite of all the troubles, mm -hmm. was there something mm -hmm. positive to going through this together? <coughs> I think so. I think yes. The answer is it, a very simple, straightforward yes. I had learned from my own upbringing <clears throat> and my parents offering strength constantly that it was just too difficult for a family uh, to go through the kind of posturing that was expected by typical role models. Mothers have to behave X way. Fathers have to behave Y way. Siblings have to behave, you know, Z way. Uncles, aunts have to do X and not Y and, you know, stuff like that. And it, people, I think, tend to believe that adults, actually, the word is adults, not people. Adults tend to believe that children cannot see through that posturing. And that is the biggest lie ever told. Because the truth is the child, any child in any home, lives very closely to the parents and the adults in the in the village that is helping them grow up and they see everything they see everything they feel everything they understand everything at a level that i think adults in their complicated mind structures don't imagine how the child takes it so i had learned it from that upbringing that you know the best way to do it was be honest be share whatever it was what your strengths were what your weaknesses were and you know why you were going to do whatever that you were going to do and and then people will deal 
kids adults everybody will deal you quite interesting uh, i have a teenage kid and uh, very often we have uh, we have lot of uh, for want of a better term uh, soulful conversations about life itself uh, she is growing mm. up uh, mm. i am a recent single parent and we've had a difficult uh, time with my wife self for many years one of the things that i did very early i think uh, my my wife had a condition for around 8 or 9 years and when she had this condition okay. for around 3 years at that point itself mm. i told my daughter that i think that it is a possibility that uh, we might not win this war although we are trying mm. all kinds of things but there is a possibility mm. that this might happen ha huh. the, the surprising part was she kind of yeah nodded like a very mature person and she said yes i know uh, mm-hmm. in fact so much so that uh, the last few days of my uh, wife health were little more critical than usual it was always critical mm-hmm. but this was because she was hospitalized and uh, because it was covid time and the doctors were uh, insistent that this was a covid case where it was not so i broke down quite often and she was laughing at me she says this is the first time you have kind of broken down with as far as mom is concerned and uh, mm. so uh, it was difficult for me to explain to her that the even if it is a goodbye it needs to be done in person and you cannot deal with the fact that they take away mm. and uh, you never get to see her again or something like that mm uh, as recently as 2 3 days back she tells me uh, oh uh, before she was hospitalized i knew that she was in coming back uh and she was wow. in very bad shape and i was like mother you keep telling this as if it's a normal thing she said yeah but it, except for you it was quite apparent that she was going down quite badly for a while now and uh, mm. one could see that the fire in her eyes or whatever that you know the life force that keeps one going mm. was diminishing a bit mm. and she said it very matter of factly and uh, mm. she also talks about oh i miss her or i she's not very overtly sentimental about it and uh, but it's very very mature of uh, her to talk in this manner mm mm it's surprising that you bring it up why i have given this example in so much detail is because i thought a lot of uh, people in the audience may not gauge the uh, the depth of what you're bringing out uh, because it was it had no mm. example you were mentioning a fact so my question to you yeah. when does when is it good time to accept one's vulnerability so much that you are able to share it with somebody else uh, not in terms of that they have to go through it but in terms of the honesty that one has to bring to it so for example i'll bring it down to a very basic thing so you and i work together sometimes uh, so if mm. if you uh, you got Uh, a client and we were working and at that point i am unable to crack an idea it's a fairly simple thing it happens to creatives all the time uh, you are unable mm. to do it but i would not come and tell you that look i i am unable to do it because i am in so and so frame of mind or i am unable to crack it mm. because of my lack of capability mm. today or whatever so where in a scenario like this 
can an adult since you brought it about to mm. say is it okay to bring your vulnerability and if you think it is easy then why is it easy because you didn't mention it casually in that sense ki i thought i'll be honest it's not that easy <laughs> See, there are a lot of difficult things in uh, raising a family you know a lot of difficult things and living with the village what is not difficult is honesty okay and i am not a i'm not i'm not speaking about honesty in the context of let's say i should not lie to my mother if i if i don't get permission for a party but i still want to go to that party go ahead lie if you can get away with it just go ahead and do it so those are the small things it's the experience of growing up that's that for example you're not able to meet a certain deadline you can lie and you know without impacting the person who is you know got the deadline or the business or whatever it is it's a small thing lie get away with it i have no problems in that context either but i think the bigger things in life like for example if our life situation is changing if there are big stresses that are for example there are money problems that are impacting what you can and cannot provide to your family or for example there are mental health problems and there are physical health problems or there are social peer pressure problems these are not things you can actually hide these are just too big the impact of it is very widely felt it's just simply better to be honest about it you know it's it's what you can do it it is quite i mean okay the reason why it's easy is because i tried it the other way and it just doesn't work you fail miserably all the time on that one you know and it makes just relationships difficult it makes conversations difficult it pushes away it it creates distance in relationships you know it creates distance with people you love it creates misunderstandings it i mean all of it can just be let go if you about these larger things just go ahead and share the truth and let the chips fall where they may and one is always surprised that people are able to take it better when faced with the truth about these larger things and the smaller lies everybody is willing to let go it's a truth i mean we are we are not beings who don't lie i mean everybody lies i mean animals lie if you yeah. if you're interacting with five other beings living things you lie because i mean you know you want certain things you either want affection you want food you want something extra whatever it is you want and you know you want to get away you want to be mischievous whatever you know it's fine those are the small things but the larger things like for example in the forest there is a forest fire now you can't lie away out of it there is a drought you can't lie away out of it you know winter's coming the ice is going to come in very soon what can you do you can't lie right it's just there in front of you all the lies you say is going to fall like a ton of bricks very soon so it's simply better to say the truth you can at least navigate more easily through the challenges okay there are two questions one is an observation when i used to lie to my parents mm -hmm. it always became true and that was a painful <laughs> thing so for example if i said i am i want to go and meet vasantha and for a say cup of coffee but i have lied that we need to discuss some notes and we need to study and inevitably you would call up and we would land up studying instead of having that coffee or chatting or whatever 
So it happened so often that I decided that lying was not a good option because it didn't work in my favor. I had to actually land up doing what I lied about. So it was a very strange learning mm-hmm. and it came after a lot of uh, attempts to experimentation. You know, my way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But on a this is a funnier part. Obviously, it kept happening. Sometimes I feel good about it now that I try and. In fact, when I I said this in my last episode also, I think when I decided consciously that I'm not going to lie anymore, it was the first time I realized I had lied was around four weeks after I had lied. So I was <laughs> like, oh my God, <laughs> I've already done this. Yeah. The reason why it worked, works, I'm mm. unsure whether I still do not completely 100% abstaining, I do not know. The attempt is there. Mm. Uh, consciously one tries and, you know, either stays quiet. If I cannot manage to tell you the truth, I will try and stay quiet. But it is a, it's a practice. It takes a lot of time. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. To, uh, so my question to you is, you you said there are, because it's a value-based discussion that we are talking about. So there are small lies which are okay. There are big lies which are definitely not okay. Now for a kid, very often, uh, they do not see the difference. You lied, oh, I yeah, lied. They do. And it, they bring it back to you out of context and in a manner that it falls like you said a ton of bricks on our head. Yes. <laughs> but didn't you say this? You're like, okay, how do I rig it out? So, but on a on a serious note, how do you how do you build this trust in yourself that you can live with a with saying any good habit. I'm saying we will continue the lion through cheerily because we are talking about it. But anything worthwhile takes a lot of effort. Even if it is something as simple as delivering something on time when you start working, I think half the time initial to we die of stress only when we've started our career. Mm. It's only after mm. one mm. or two years when you keep on delivering, you get confidence about your work, you start getting a hang of what you're good at, what you're not. Then you're able to you know, promise certain deadlines, stick to them and do things which are extraordinary. So how do you, uh, you know, where did you decide that, okay, small lies are okay, big lies aren't, but somewhere you took the decision that the difficult ones are the ones that I will always be honest about. What you meant, in a certain manner you're saying party is okay. Of course, it's not always okay considering that the parties these days are being rated Right, left and center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to know about a kid in that fashion. But uh, yeah. I'm saying on a serious note, how do you uh, how do you go through this whole value system? How does one build a strong moral fiber for oneself so that one becomes trustworthy to oneself to start with? Forget others. Ah. Hmm. Difficult question, you know. It it seems as though it's a simple one, but it's actually a very difficult question. Yeah, yeah. So where does it start? I want you to go there. I think it starts, and I'm going to, I don't know if you ever want to hear this on your podcast or, you know, on this interview. The truth is it starts with your understanding of the world around you, economics of the working world around you and and your place in it that's really where the, where it starts and basis the 
world, the economics of it and your place in it, there is a certain privilege that you have versus you don't have. Basis that there will be X lies which you can get away with and bigger lies or the big things which you just can't navigate. So what you can get away with, you will, because that's the nature of the human being. What you can't get away with is it's just plain all easy to navigate it more honestly. It's as simple as that. It's not like the moral fiber is common Buddy, it's not like the value system is common for everybody. In, in fact, the requirement of a moral fiber and the value system itself is an imposed requirement. It is not inherently, you know, something that we would like imposed upon ourselves. And so in that context, I feel that depending on where you are in this entire scheme of things, your morals and your values keep navigating that space. Okay. Uh, I have a point of view. Just build on it if you mm -hmm. feel that it is worthy of contemplation. Uh, when mm -hmm. I asked you the question, I didn't have the question in my mind either. Uh, we have uh, okay. been talking impromptu on these chats. Uh, mm. My understanding is unless you're forced down a corner where you are really contemplating what your self-worth and life is about, which may include mm. the economics of it, like you said, uh, which may not. Because uh, at least post-COVID, I, I would disagree on the economics because it's gone completely haywire in terms of uh, pushing us down the mortality thought process. Because that mm. then brings mm. in question bigger existential issues once we are cornered in a certain place uh, loss of relationships loss of money of course uh, which is an important aspect in urban uh, milieu for sure uh, loss of health and life uh, which is again uh, got into center stage something that we took for granted and we always thought that somebody else was unlucky uh, who got something, mm. but I think COVID kind of democratized mm. the entire thing. All of us feel equally vulnerable about that. Mm. So my point is, once you're cornered, is the mm. first time you really start thinking about yourself. Like, who am I really? Uh, besides this uh, preconceived notions of I belong to a certain uh, religion, whatever is your comfort zone, economic zone, whatever one mm. comforts one, because people are different, like you very rightly said, but that fear mm. is very common. The doubt is very common. Where do we stand as an individual when the, when the whole world is out to get us in our eyes? It can mm. be through health, it can be through death or death of a relationship when you see all of us are going to party and I have just had a bit break up with someone who I feel very closely about. It could be a be a relation at home or, or, or a girlfriend or a wife or a friend. It could be any kind of breakup. I don't really see it only in the romantic sense. Something which is troubling me, I think even if it's the best kind of party and I enjoy your company and the company of people around, we are getting to eat mm. and drink whatever we want. It doesn't make me happy. So even in places like those which are otherwise uh, happiness inducing 
they don't give me that side uh, sense of contentment so uh, mm. my point to you is where in that am i is a question that keeps uh, knocking on one's mind doors if one were to call it that because day in day out you realize okay at work like uh, again just to go back to the example i just had when uh, my, my when my wife passed away um, for a couple of months i think more than grief it was it was a sense of okay who am i now now that i do not have mm. to serve her now i have to face the point. like i used to joke that at least i could hide behind her because i lost touch with people and the most important things to others were absolutely idiotic things to me for me it was about mm. getting the right treatment having a good day so that we did not have too many troubles and uh, she did not have a fall or whatever or other symptoms did not aggravate on that particular day so everything was important every day and everything important to the world was important to me but once that was taken away from me that sense of okay mm. now i have to search for meaning and purpose again so uh, finally enough there was no work the market was quite bad and when we got out there was nothing to be done so one was in one shell for a long time at least two or three months i was just trying to figure out okay what was life about who am i who are these people now again now that six seven months have passed my work is doing well and i some of my friends are close to me i'm doing some social work on a very continuous basis so these things are helping you know get a hang of the new me that is being formed am i happy about it i do not know i am still to decide who am i yet so my question mm. to you uh, is do you think that also plays a part in uh, this value system growing because now you consciously start choosing who you want to be after such a big thing has happened you do not want to take for granted smaller things you you want your life to be meaningful if it means being truthful and honest and not stealing and doing whatever things that make you happy uh, do you think that is one important uh, aspect that one needs to consider i think most most big events big life events make us reevaluate what we are doing and where we want to be next time so that i think my my personal belief is that it's reevaluating yourself and where you are in the context of a big life event whether it be a happy event or a sad event or a grief event right um, whatever be it the the evaluation that one goes through is in is an act of self perseverance you know because i the me i am needs to find a new way to survive and i will evaluate what is my best way to go forward after that whatever has happened to me you know uh, and that's that's really the the motivator in those moments uh which says hey you know what like for example you yourself said you had a certain life focus you ha- your life had a certain meaning um and and that was driving you that drove you and it it gave it gave everything around you a certain perspective meaning a, a reason to be you know all of that 
for me it was the fact that i had three kids to raise you know and i was a middle class housewife i needed to keep a job i needed to keep pay the emi i needed to keep food on the table i needed to ensure everybody did their homework got their clothes cleaned on time nutritious food was you know dumped into every stomach every single meal of the day etc etc right the fact that we have that focus keeps us going it it gives our lives a meaning if that focus is taken away then that meaning that we believe exists suddenly does not exist anymore then we need to find where we are now and what is the new meaning we will search for you know and in that context how much have we evolved or not evolved and therefore what is it that we need to do to be the next meaningful us version of ourselves that is beautiful you know? because you actually uh, given a shape to the jigsaw that works and also brought a new uh, perspective to something that i had not thought about uh, very loosely put in one line uh, the entire thing that you said is vulnerability to strength and then the strength that others can also depend on not only you yourself yep. are gaining from that value system and in kind of uh, simplifying what you said you went on uh, clarifying what are the things so there were there was perseverance uh, there was focus there is uh, one of my favorite phrases that uh, doing what needs to be done irrespective of what you like or not whether you like it or yep. not i think that aspect came forward uh, and the beauty is that it is vulnerability that brings it up you feel vulnerable yep. you feel unsure you feel uh, everything that you stood for is is crumbling and uh, mm. and yet it is not the end of the world because something you keep searching inside that is making you work uh, in my case i want to bring up one thing a lot of people have been telling me oh, now you got to live for your daughter or live for this or live for that i personally find these goals very uh, very rude to my own existence uh, <laughs> and uh, because yeah. it it kind of very easily uh, takes away the fact that a person should learn to live for himself or herself with as much passion and as much love irrespective of the fact that he or she may not be going through a bad time for a for a phase in fact we uh, started mm. with something where you said uh, everything is un Uh, unstable changing all the time and in a way you know we are yep. coming back uh, to the circle you know kind of meeting itself because you cannot decide what's going to happen to you but you can definitely yeah. decide how you are going to uh, take it are you going to accept it how much of it is acceptable how much of it can be changed how much of it cannot be changed these things are i think uh, extremely important in growing through this phase of vulnerability uh one yes. uh, quick last question what is the role of this kind of journey in finding clarity ah uh, you know i it's it's easy to say that every journey just the act of walking through the journey helps develop the clarity but it takes a lot more than that <laughs> you know <laughs> people undertake journeys without being committed to be to experiencing the journey 
they want the journey without the discomfort of the journey you know yeah. and it's a it's a conundrum it's a true conundrum because you mean you want to you want to act as though you got the experience and you never did anything that got you that experience <laughs> you know uh, so <laughs> what do you say because i mean you know it's 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 where you come from in that journey it's about how much you are willing to be open about in that journey so there i think it's i am possibly not the only middle class mother and i am possibly not the only one who depended on the village to help me raise my family and you know my daughter and therefore in the context did my family become larger in the overall journey yes did the nature of my family change yes and will the nature of everybody's family change yes it will happen will it change in the same way no it won't why not simply because you are what you take of your journey if you choose to walk your journey blindfolded then there is little anybody can do for you you can still say that you walked through the journey you just don't have the experience of it sadly i like i like this and for a, for the first time i would want to end on this vulnerable note uh, instead of giving some words of solace so thank you vasanta for joining me it's been wonderful chatting up with you there's a lot of thoughts running in my head i would want to stay with them thank you so much thank you too for inviting me thank you bye see you yeah bye see you